Celsius over the course of several decades. Okay, TikTok. Significant portion of the ice sheets melted, catastrophic floods and tsunamis started. Some areas on Earth became submerged entirely due to the rapid rise of sea levels. After that, however, there was an equally dramatic cooling. Thousands of frozen mammoths and other mammals were found along the northern slopes of Siberia's ravines. Continents experienced mega earthquakes, supervolcano eruptions, and massive fires, as evidenced by layers of ash and rock formations. All these abnormal changes and cataclysms 12,000 years ago led to the mass extinction of megafauna and a sharp reduction in human population, including the disappearance of the Cro-Magnons. Some researchers attributed this catastrophe to meteorite impact. However, the analysis of trace elements in the ash layers at that time showed that the actual cause of the catastrophe was volcanic eruptions. It has nothing to do with a comet or meteor hitting the Earth, uh, it, it, because that would be a random event. This is not a random event. By carbon-14 dating and other dating methods, it happens every 12,068 years. In November 2023, a study of American and Spanish scientists was released, revealing the discovery of three gigantic lava flows on the floor of Mediterranean Sea, originating from supervolcano eruptions. The scientists concluded that these three catastrophic events occurred in Europe with a cycle of 10 to 15,000 years. That gives rise to the cyclical supervolcano cycle. And you can see it like clockwork. Exactly a half a great year ago, 12,500 years, can't be Pelagari off the coast of Italy. Supervolcano, boom. Exactly one year, one great year ago, 24 to 25,000 years ago, Taupo in New Zealand went off. Exactly a great year and a half ago, can't be Pelagari went off again. Each cycle of global catastrophes leads to mass extinction of megafauna and a sharp reduction in the human population. For example, a large amount of cosmic radiation during the Lushup excursion caused the extinction of the entire human species, the Neanderthals. According to other theories, it was caused by the eruption of a supervolcano in the Flagrian fields and by subsequent acid rains 36,000 years ago. 72,000 years ago, after the eruption of the Toba volcano, humanity nearly went extinct, with only around 10,000 people remaining on Earth. The composition of these layers suggests that 12,000 years ago, volcanoes were not merely erupting. Their magma contained rare elements found only in the deep layers of the Earth, near the planet's core. This indicates that the magma originated from deep layers, much like what we observe today. The only plausible explanation for this would be the overheating of the Earth's core. The massive amount of energy required for such magma heating and its ascent from depths could not have appeared out of nowhere. Core overheating can only occur due to receiving additional energy from outside, from external cosmic influence. Therefore, the cataclysms that occurred 12,000 years ago were also the result of external cosmic influence. We have cosmic seasons uh, that, that I think are characterized by glacial ages and interglacial ages. What we need is a long term, like over hundreds of thousands of years of statistics in order to see what the precise 
timetable is that we could take it as an average. But yeah, I mean, 12,000 to 13,000 years in that range, it seems to me, because when we go to 25 or 26,000 years ago, there was a, a major climate shift. The completed spectral analysis of temperature and carbon dioxide revealed the presence of 12,000 and 24,000 year cycles in the spectrum of these characteristics oscillations. Similar cycles are also present in the fluctuations of the Earth's core. It was concluded that these cycles are associated with cosmic factors. They impact the Earth's core, which in turn affects the climate system, leading to the changes that we are currently observing. Another consequence of core overheating, both today and 12,000 years ago, was a weakening of the magnetic field and the drifting of magnetic poles. Note in which time intervals the drift of magnetic poles took place over the last 120,000 years. The interval between them is approximately 12,000 years. It is shocking that at the same time, there were severe earthquakes, sharp rises in world sea level, the strongest volcanic eruptions and glaciations. Each time during the drift of magnetic poles, the magnetic field of the Earth became 8 to 10 times weaker, and this led to an increase in the flux of cosmic radiation. Modern science cannot explain why the magnetic drifts coincide with dramatic changes in glaciations. Hartmut Heinrich, a German marine geologist and climatologist, while studying the seafloor sediments, lakes, and rivers, identified periods when the climate changes dramatically. First, it becomes warmer by 8 to 10 degrees Celsius, and then glaciation begins. Professor Sidney Hemming has confirmed that such fluctuation occurred every 12,000 years. So, a spike in catastrophes was observed 12,000 and 24,000 years ago, and even earlier, 36, 48, 60, and 72,000 years ago. Thus, we can see that the intensification of catastrophes on Earth occurs cyclically every 12,000 years. This implies that the cosmic influence that provides additional energy to our planet's core affects Earth once every 12,000 years. So now we know that every 12,000 years, the following events occur on the planet. Catastrophic volcanic eruptions. Sudden changes in atmospheric temperatures. Intensification of winds and hurricanes. Change in the global sea level and large-scale floods. Melting of glaciers followed by abrupt glaciation. Shifts in magnetic poles and weakening of the Earth's magnetic field. It's worth noting that even more severe cataclysms characterize each 24,000-year cycle. The bad news is that today, we're not just living during the time of external cosmic influence. We're living during the 24,000-year cycle, which is even more destructive. We will fully enter this cycle in the year 2024. This means that the energy affecting the planet's core and the intensity of the destructive cataclysms will increase significantly. This cyclical cosmic influence can be likened to a flashlight in the fog, in the darkness. There is a concentrated beam of light, and there is a scattered illumination around it. Only the scattered portion of this cosmic light is now reaching the Earth. The 
concentrated beam has even touched us yet. And we are already witnessing a rapid increase in the number and intensity of cataclysms. It's only going to get worse from here. However, despite the fact that the planet has been going through cycles of catastrophes for millions of years, the current cycle may be the last for it. The ocean was a key mechanism that allowed our planet to go through a cycle of cataclysms. It naturally dissipated heat from the Earth's interior. But now, humans have added plastic and hydrocarbons into the ocean due to oil spills. We started doing something that no one had ever thought of before. Producing synthetic hydrocarbons that we know as a plastic. Before us, there was no plastic in the ocean. And starting from the 1950s, the old plastic produced on the planet sooner or later ended up in the ocean. Since plastic does not biodegrade and decompose in the environment, it stays as it is, and significant portion of it simply breaks down into tiny particles, known as a micro and nanoplastics. These particles permeate the entire depth of the ocean. Practically every drop of the ocean contains nanoplastic particles. Due to its specific composition, microplastics have a unique property. They disrupt the ocean's heat conductivity. So, the cause of the disruption of the ocean's function is the anthropogenic factor. And more specifically, it is the plastic that we have created and now it is everywhere in the ocean. And instead of removing heat, the ocean has become like a thick blanket for our planet. And the planet is exactly what needs to be cooled. This led to the fact that the ocean ceased to effectively cool the Earth's interior, excessively heated by the core during the cyclical cosmic influence. This is exactly the reason behind the increase in the number of explosions inside a mantle, which we recorded as defocus earthquakes. This is the first time this is happening on such a scale in the entire history of the planet. Thanks to the study of coral reefs in the ocean, we know that in previous cycles, the ocean effectively dissipated heat. Now, they are dying from heating, while in the previous cycles, they continue to live. According to our estimations, the planet will enter the cycle under the direct rays of external cosmic influence at the end of 2024. However, the cataclysms, which, according to our preliminary calculations made more than 10 years ago, were supposed to begin in 2024, are already occurring in 2023. Unfortunately, the cataclysms are outpacing our optimistic forecast of how much time we have left. Based on all the facts and gathered data, it can be said confidently that we're entering an era of immense catastrophes of unprecedented power and scale. Wow, what a time for us to be alive. So, let's draw a brief conclusion. This time, it will be much worse because, first, we're living in a period of cataclysms of 24,000-year cycle, which is more catastrophic than the 12,000-year cycle. Second, the ocean is dead. That is, it has lost its ability to cool the planet. Or, in other words, the ocean cannot dissipate the heat. And third, we're still doing nothing to prevent climate catastrophes at a time when all the processes are already accelerating. It would be wrong to say that we're doing nothing at all. 
In any case, the Creative Society volunteers try to do everything they can. Unfortunately, our abilities are limited because we are ordinary people and do not have serious support from those with significant resources. Even though the threat is the same for everyone. Yes, ordinary people me, president. do a lot. And instead of receiving help, they are pressured. And right now, we so critical to warn people of the coming catastrophe because the future of all humanity depends on it. Despite our persistent efforts over the years to convey the information about the climate, comparing a vast amount of facts, explaining to them, and substantiating them with scientific data, there are still those who do not understand, who doubt the seriousness of the processes taking place in the planet because they lack the intelligence to grasp the complexity of what is happening. Let's use a simple, straightforward example to show what is actually happening to our planet, what awaits all of us in the near future. To understand the global consequences of external influence on our planet, let's return to the comparison of the Earth to the peach. Imagine that this peach has been placed in an oven, and then the oven is turned on. What do you think will happen as a result of heating? First, the peach changes its tilt because the flesh inside starts to melt, and the seed moves, just like the Earth's core. Then, notice how the skin begins to swell from the inside, just like the Earth is currently swelling due to internal heating. And now, look at how the skin breaks open, and the melted flesh starts to flow out of the peach, just like magma. Look at it. It's completely melted. That is our future. look at this peach. Doesn't it remind you of anything? Where will you survive here? Tell me. Because everything is heading in that direction. There are no signs of these processes stopping. What we need to do is turn off the oven. Friends, I know you may feel some dissonance. Why are we talking about such serious things with climate, with some jokes here and there, and somewhat, it may seem even fun, but yeah. friends, I want you to realize that right now, what is happening around the world is a huge stress for those who don't know about it. But all of us, we have been living with this stress for many years, trying to convey it to people. So to continue to live with it, for those of you who just found out about all of this, to make it easier for you to understand that, we're trying to explain it in some simple and understandable ways. In previous forums, we tried all possible things. We tried to explain this with all the seriousness. But then uh, people were experiencing fear. They got scared and they told us that we deliberately trying to scare them, that we do fear mongering. There is nothing to be scared of. There is no nothing terrifying about what is happening with the climate and what is happening around the world. That's why we are trying to ease up all this terrifying horror with, with this very same duck, for example, just to make it easier for you to understand what is happening. You know, we have absolutely no intention of scaring anyone. Our main goal is for people to understand what is happening and realize that there is still a real chance to save themselves, their children, and the planet. We want our motivation to be understood by everyone 
because what drives us is our children's lives and their future. And honestly, our lives too. We want to survive to live a full life. For us to survive, everyone must understand that he or she can do a lot. One can act like a responsible, caring parent, looking into your children's eyes and deciding to act. Each of us can start paying attention to what dangerous processes are happening within our planet right now. Just raising awareness might seem like a small thing, but it actually means a lot. The sooner people understand the essence of what is happening with the climate, the better chances that we have of reaching those on whom our future depends on. And our survival depends entirely on the outcome of that group of scientists, which has yet to be assembled. If we want to live and want to our children, when they can set aside their missions, postpone their personal urgent matters, and start dealing with what should have been dealt with at least 10 years ago. Humanity has no greater problem than the climate and geodynamic changes on Earth. The sooner people realize that, the sooner we unite, and the sooner we can solve this problem. To be heard, we need to speak loudly and together. No one can do it individually. But together, we can reach out and draw attention to the climate. When we speak loudly and together, then we will be heard. Otherwise, an unfortunate outcome awaits us. Look at what happened to this peach. The same thing happened to Mars. The same thing could happen to our planet. I would like to address everyone who watches us. We, as humans, are the ones living on this thin skin of the peach, as I just stated before. It's terrifying to imagine what will happen to us when our peach, Earth, heats up. If you can understand the seriousness of the climate and the geodynamic changes on the planet, if you are a rational and responsible person, and if you truly want to live, especially if you have children like I do, like many of us right now on this panel, then you have to be with us. You just have to understand that there is a bigger picture to all of us. All of this means so much more than just us on this panel. It's our human lives. And you are human, and we care about your life. This is, we see this as the only way that we can save ourselves, our lives, our children, our planet, our future. I'm telling you right now, I have not seen another option. I've researched up and down, and this is the best option. Please hear us. Yes, Julia. Thank you. Thank you very much for your honesty and your sincere opinion on this topic. I absolutely agree with you. Our only option is to come together and create a public demand to unite the world scientists to find protection from external cosmic influence. Unfortunately, today, due to their narrow specialization, many scientists cannot fully grasp the criticality of the climate situation because of the limitation of modern science.
despite all the work done by Alatra scientists and participants, they have not been understood by the wider public. Simply because most people didn't want to delve deeply into the presented information, analyze and compare. However, there are many intelligent and talented individuals in the world, and these people from various countries have joined Alatra. And Alatra as an international organization grew rapidly. Such rapid growth of Alatra and widespread popularity among people started to frighten many, especially those in countries with totalitarian regimes. Evidently, they thought Alatra as an organization was secretly gaining strength, intending to wait for the right moment to enter the political arena. Therefore, those particularly concerned about their political future actively try to fight Alatra. Consequently, in countries where this occurred, fake and false publication about Alatra started to appear in large numbers. Alatra was literally under attack. Many of you, dear friends, have Alatra? heard about what, what happened about? to Alatra and its participants in Ukraine. Huh? We hope that this just a tragic misunderstanding, and that all of this will be resolved soon. As the president of the Alatra International the... Public Movement, I want to clearly declare that we have not, are not, and will not engage in politics. Alatra is not a political organization. For us, the most important thing is the lives of people. Yes, among the participants of the Creative Society, there are many participants from Alatra as well. But this is only because our goals and tasks are very similar. In Alatra, they are broader, ranging from studying the history of humanity to researching various branches of science. Still, the main goal is the same, to preserve life on our planet. To our great regret, Neither Creative Society nor Alatra is backed by any countries or organization, and no one sponsors us. And for your understanding, no one uses us for their purposes in opposition to each other. Both in Alatra and in the Creative Don't Society, we um, Well, not directly. General Strike. All right, so I'm not trying. Because the same kind of shit happened on fucking Saturn. But because Hunter, Saturn is so fucking bones. big, there's not going to be any goddamn life there, is there? I'm only going to see it for the next few so minutes. But here I will be showing how I vibrate music and can't be acquired by using acrylic paint. 
from the space energy beam i mean that's an interesting There's early birthday dinner soccer's oh, pretty much over there in that region applying logic to tiny small Sarah Jane Money is lonely where the fuck is there I did in the wind because beggars can be choosy wanted to receive attention from my music wanted to be left alone and love excuse me for wanting my cake and eating two joes but wait they made me a balloon because my ego faded when I was seeing it was confusing maybe because I rap about my Got a live going on right now. That has every single. Just want like the full usage. In the power today. This is, isn't going to be in like your standard. Great grandfather was in the navy. One was in the navy during in the Pacific. Oh, my Tartarian yeah. king, because the word Tartarex means. Is that what's happening? Well, I, well I, I said a long time ago, we're in a pre-fascist state. And I said, when fascism comes to America, it will not be wearing jackboots and brown shirts. And, and it will be wearing Nike sneakers. And it will have uh, smiley face buttons on the uh, on the uh, hard rock. And carrying t-shirt. a flag. Yeah, oh, of course. And no, what? Always that. But when, uh, but I've never been comfortable with, because, because I'm at heart a lefty. You know, if I fell out of an airplane, I would land on the left side of that line. You know the difference be- that I define the difference between right wing and left wing? People to the right of center. Well, let's start with the people to the left. People to the left of center, liberals, Democrats, populists, they're interested in people, human beings and human values. People to the right of the line, Republicans and rich people and, and, um, and right wingers, they're interested in property. Property, not people. And they're, they're soulless. They're, they're, they're without soul. They don't really care. They don't really care. They don't. These Christians don't do Jesus' work, which is to feed the poor and take care of the ones who can't help themselves. That's what their Jesus said. Feed those who have no way. To take ones who have to have nothing to going for them. Help them in my name. Oh, don't even want to know about. It. Where's that tax return I get? Give me. I want my my. What do they call it? The rebate. It's goofy. It's just goofy, so, man. Are you serious when you're right? You think. The human race is toast. The planet will be fine, I, but we're toast. Yeah, I, I think we've, we've you know, this, this species organized itself very poorly. Uh, we mm-hmm. had such ability to cooperate and, and compete. That was what made us unique when we came out of the trees and out of the jungle into the savanna. We were able to cooperate in the hunt, cooperate in finding berries in the gathering stage, and we were able to compete with the environment and the other predators. And now it is mostly 
compete, very little cooperation. You see the, the, the you see the rowboats during the floods, but they're quickly gone. You see people all they pat each other on the back about what we did for the tsunami victims because that happened instantly and it was a good news story. It was a one day story, but the, the, the starvation in Darfur and the long term things that go on, we don't react to them because they're not newsworthy, they're not exciting, they're not glamorous, they're not sexy. We don't care. We fly right over Darfur and Sudan on our way to give our old clothing with the tax return, with the tax uh, break on it. To well, I, I said a long time ago, we're in a pre-fascist state. And I said, when fascism comes to America, it will not be wearing jackboots and brown shirts. And, and it will be... Deep underground, Driving through a deep underground military It's a long road. It's a big tunnel. Basically a city. 
people are, you know, people are always saying that Donald Trump is not a dictator and that even if he won in 2024, he couldn't establish a dictatorship here in America. And I'm like, really? Because he's already trying to do that. And I'll prove it to you. The election hasn't even happened yet. But behind the scenes, Donald Trump and his allies are pre-screening for loyalists for an unprecedented power grab. And basically what that means is hundreds of people are spending tens of millions of dollars to install a pre-vetted pro-Trump army of up to 54,000 loyalists across the government to rip off the restraints imposed on the previous... 46 presidents. They're digging into people's social media histories, and it's largely being done by AI. And that means if Trump were to win, thousands of Trump first loyalists would be ready for legal, judicial, defense, regulatory, <sighs> and domestic policy jobs. And basically, they're going to purge anyone be viewed as hostile to Donald Trump or someone who's not loyal to him. So think about it this way. All these government agencies from the Department of Homeland Security, the FBI, the Department of Justice, the Environmental Protection Agency, and more would not be filled with people who are just qualified for the job. They would just be filled with people who love Donald Trump. Basically, the only qualification that these people would need is loving Trump, and they would do his bidding. So you're asking, how do we get a dictatorship in America? By Donald Trump putting tens of thousands of loyalists into the government who will do his bidding. Now you might be saying, oh, what about the courts? The courts will surely stop this. Not quite. Because when Donald Trump was president, he put forward a number of judges who were rated as not qualified by the American Bar Association. Now, what happens when Donald Trump starts putting forward judges who are not only not qualified, but they're also just loyal to him? So if someone sues Donald Trump, they rule in his favor every time. When you have a government full of loyalists to the president and a judicial branch full of loyalists to the president and a legislative branch of which you have MAGA Republicans in Congress doing whatever Donald Trump wants them to do, that's how you get a dictatorship. And we're not that far away from it. You know, people are always saying that Donald Trump is not a dictator and that even if he won in 2024, he couldn't establish a dictatorship here in America. And I'm like, really? Because he... Why we need to uh, make sure fight for Donald already trying to do that and I'll Can I tell you guys this book knocked me off my rocker the key to the universe I wrote to you in my epistle not to keep company with sexually immoral people now he's going to clarify what he means by Christian Jesus I did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world or with the covetous or extortioners or idolaters Corinthians 5:9 to 11 out of the world so he's saying that in the other letter, I told you not to keep company with people that are sexually immoral, but that may have been misunderstood. It's not the sexually immoral of the world. It was the sexually immoral in the church. Because if you did say that, then we would not function in the world. Then we would. A Texas woman with a non-viable, life-threatening pregnancy was recently granted permission by a Texas judge to obtain an abortion that might save her life and allow her the freedom to choose to have children again in the future. But Texas being what it is right now, the extreme GOP is doing everything to attack her and every other woman and every other reproductive health care provider in the state of Texas. Our Attorney General Ken Paxton, for example, has threatened to sue any medical provider in the state of Texas that should allow her to obtain 
this legal life-saving abortion. And if that weren't bad enough, nine members of the Texas Supreme Court, all Republicans, have stayed the judge's decision, meaning this woman is left in limbo while they decide what she is able to do or unable to do with her own body, her own future, and her own life. Work with us to replace these extremist Republicans with pro-choice Texans. Click the link in my bio and help me register the voters who can make a difference in the next and future elections. The Texas future. But Texas being what it is right now, the extreme GOP is doing everything to attack her and every other woman and every other reproductive health care provider in the state of Texas. Our Attorney General Ken Paxton, for example, has threatened to sue any medical provider in the state of Texas that should allow her to obtain this legal life-saving abortion. And if that weren't bad enough, nine... They looking around and they like, damn... I don't know how we gonna do this. They get a call She's from one of the out. other Anunnaki that says, hey, I'm on the other side of the earth where we left Cain at. And earth. some of his descendants have survived as well. And not only some of Cain, not only has some of Cain descendants survived in the Americas, but we found a lot of gold. Okay? So the Anunnaki end up finding a lot of gold in the Americas. If you want to know where they found that gold at, come to class. Because, <laughs> see, my people, my people from class know where they found that gold at. Ooh, you're going to want to hear that. You're going to want to sign up for that class because you're going to know where they found that gold at in the Americas. Okay? Don't spoil it for them, Kim. Let them sign up for the class, Kim. Let them sign up for the class, Kim. So, uh... Once they found this gold, once they found out that some of Cain's descendants had survived, they were happy again. They were, okay, cool, we can work with this. Some of the humans alive, we got a few. No, you good, mama. You, some of the humans alive. Um, you got Noah. Noah and his family survived it, right? By choice, by, I mean, by telling them what to prepare for. Uh, and descendants of Cain had survived, Okay. So now the Anunnaki are like, oh, cool, we can get this back going. All right. If you want the detailed information, come to class. That's all I can tell you. Fast forward. After they got things going back in the right direction, they say, hey, we need to start splitting up this land. We need to figure out who's going to control what land. The way they decided this, who's going to control what was... In Lil's, you got in Lil's side, and you got Inky's side. Right here, y'all see this little triangle land space right here? This is the Arabian Peninsula, okay? Put a one in the chat if you are familiar with the Arabian Peninsula, all right? Put the one in the chat if you are familiar with the Arabian Peninsula. <sighs> okay. So this landmass, it divides Africa from what we know as the Middle East. Even though we know this is all one landmass, 
This is the divider, the Arabian Peninsula. Now, now, the Khazarian Empire, I don't know what the fuck you talking about, homie. I don't know what you're talking about, but I throw people out for just saying shit in my uh, chat, big dog, so just keep it to yourself. <laughs> Arabian Peninsula was known as the Great Divider, okay? So when they were getting ready to allot, split up this land and, and, and assign it to different of the of the Anunnaki Council, they used this as the Great Divider. Ninma, the, the lead Anunnaki nurse, she said that this would be known as the Great Divider. Lands to the east of the Great Divide, the Great Divider would be given to Enlil and the descendants of Shem and Yafet. Okay? So this Middle East area, this area we call the Middle East, it was given to Enlil, Shem, and Yafet. Do you understand? Okay. Africa side, over here, where we in Africa, the black land. It was given to Inki and the descendants of Noah, or who we know as Suzudra, his real name. Somebody, this nigga say, stop it. No, we're going to throw your ass out, nigga. We're talking about some stop it. We're going to Uncle Phil your ass out the door. Lame ass nigga. Get your lame ass up out of here. Throw him out the door. Whatever this lame is, Yeffy 13, throw that lame ass nigga up out of here. Come <laughs> on, stop it. So, Inki and the descendants of the middle son of Susudra was gifted this land. You gotta give him the Uncle Phil treatment, my nigga. Throwing his ass right out the door. Get your lame ass up there. Hope you land in some bushes, nigga. Lay first. <laughs> you got to go. Because we're not in here to debate. I don't give a shit about what these Bible thumpers and religious zealots care about. This ain't about that. I want them to continue believing the dumb shit that they believe. That's why they losing now. Right? Who the most religious people on this earth? Black folks. Black folks the most religious people on this damn earth. Now who has been getting the shit end of the stick? Black folks. The same people who down, we down here we can't get up here because we so immersed in religion that we can't even see that these people using a religion to subjugate us. You wonder why your ass felt like you've been religious this whole time. Your, your, whoever your God is in religion must don't care about you. Whoever your God is in your religion must don't care about you because he let your ass get enslaved. He let you get mistreated. He made you a second-hand citizen. So miss me. I don't see what's so attractive about your religion. Miss me with that slavery shit. That trying to get me to accept uh, mistreatment. Talking about, we're going to make it to heaven. That's what they did with the slaves. The slaves used to take all that beating and mistreatment because they were so brainwashed with the religion that they told themselves that they were supposed to take this punishment because they was going to make it to heaven one day. It's okay. It's okay to take the punishment from Massa because we're going to heaven. We're going to heaven one day. Use a damn lie. 
You get mistreated and you get mistook because you allowing yourself to get mistreated and mistook. The God I serve want me to have my heaven right here on earth. The God I serve ain't going to do it for me, no. You see? See, you want your God to do it for you. The God I serve told me to get up off my ass and make it happen. Because faith without works is dead. So if you want to be on top and you don't want your people to be struggling, get up off your ass and lead your people. Because white folks didn't give a shit. They did everything the Bible say don't do. They ain't have no problem killing you. They ain't have no problem enslaving you. You can say what you want to. They did it and they over you right now. You keep telling yourself, God on Avengers. God coming back to Avengers. I'm giving you reality. I'm not being mean. I think the worst thing we do in society, the worst thing we do in society is. Nah, they not bots, my dog. They real people. They real people, big dog. I'm not no bots. Bots ain't intelligent. If you, when, when, when you know how when you go to a website and they give you a, a capture to fill out. See, bots, they hadn't designed bots to be able to beat them captures. Okay? These real people. These ain't bots. These real fucking idiots. <laughs> it's way more idiots than it is bots. <laughs> way more idiots. The problem is in society, man, everybody walking around, everybody want to think that they smart. Let me, let's deal with that. Get what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just... Ayo.